Hello and welcome to Match of the Gate. Oh my God, I absolutely love that theme tune. We are back. My name is Hannah Jarrett-Scott and I will be your host for the second round of Football Madness. If you're a returning listener or if you're a new one, thank you very, 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 very much for tuning in. Uh, welcome to the podcast too. And for those that don't know uh, about the podcast, um, in 2019 I went to a guilty feminist live show at the Pavilion Theatre. God rest its soul, oh my God. What is happening? The theatres are still shut. Anyway, um, I was inspired by Debbie to do something active as a feminist. Debbie from The the Guilty Feminist. And um, to do something that would make a small difference or give food for thought for others, I guess. Um, To be active in my feminism. So I decided to set up this podcast, which I've wanted to do for ages, um, to talk about football, because I pure love it, um, to talk about women's football, but mostly, most importantly, really, I wanted to speak to women and non-binary and LGBTQ plus people uh, and give them that safe space to talk about their relationship to football. Um, The podcast was mainly just to start those conversations and and to raise awareness of the game because obviously at that time, Scotland's women's team were playing in the World Cup. In general, I feel from my experience of football over the last 30 years, I feel like that I've been surrounded by male voices on the subject. Um, I feel like I've been lectured about a sport that I have obviously done since I was old enough to run, essentially, um, by male voices. Like I, I have been coached almost entirely by men. I, I find myself being the subject of a surprised reaction when I say to men, ah, I play football. You know, I have done since I was five. Oh, so you play football? That's brilliant. And this being said, obviously, I do feel, obviously, that without the support of my father encouraging me to take up football as a young person, I do, you know, a huge, huge part of my personality would just not have existed. So, um... I guess, sort of inspired by that, I want to champion women's football as much as I possibly can as an adult um, so that it continues to grow and grow and grow and play a small part in repairing the damage that the patriarchy has done to the women's game. Um, you know, we spoke about that a lot, a lot last time um, and I know that obviously many men do champion the women's game. And, uh, you know, so I'd love to hear from some of those, you know, select female friends that I have that are very, very passionate about it on the subject. Because I I do think that that is, you know, an invaluable um, presence for the game, you know, when you hear cis men being positive about it. So, um, yeah, I guess um, alongside all this, I really want to speak to people who might not get the chance to talk about their relationship with football normally. And this obviously isn't because they don't like it or know anything about it, but mainly because they are not, you know, ordinarily, they're not given that space or platform to speak up about it. So that's that's what I'm here to do. Just sit back, chill out, have a chat and see what comes out. So obviously since the last time the podcast was out, there was, you know, there's been significant changes in our lives in the way that we live and the way that we play sport. <laughs> um, you know, let's be honest and say that the entire world I guess has changed due to Covid and although football fans have missed out on being in crowds and watching their teams live football has ultimately carried on and the men's game has continued you know footballers have been able to continue to work and I'm really interested in obviously speaking about that as well 
Um, I want to see how the women's game has been impacted by COVID and how much we have to do to keep the trajectory going in the right direction on that. Um, upwards and onwards, you know, bigger, brighter, better, better pay for women, diversity in our squads and all these things. So ideally we would want to follow a women's tournament. Like last time when we saw Scotland's women's team in the World Cup and, you know, we followed their journey. We watched England ladies go to the semis, but obviously due to COVID and my own life, um, I have not, I just didn't feel very creative during, well, this year's Women's Super League, obviously right across the winter and stuff. I just, you know, I just did not want to do the podcast uh, during the last year. And it's been hard for a lot of people, but I guess... I guess I feel creative now and I think finally in recent months, you know, we've had a lift from Wernicla. You know, she's actually allowed things to open up a little bit again and of course, well, like, for example, like fives are back, you know, and we can train again with United. I felt obviously because Scotland were competing in the Euros this year, the men's team, I really felt, you know, it was time to bring back the podcast because... Football for summer. Let's go. Obviously, the hardcore feminists might be thinking, but you're still watching men's game. What is the point in that? Well, I get that. And the reason why I want to bring the podcast back now and follow it is because I started to feel the sense of like impending doom around the male rhetoric basically on the game, you know, that was about to come across the course of the tournament. The false facts about Scotland's national team's achievements, the disregard for the women's game, not only from punters, um, but from very established pundits and commentators, the endless pub lecturing on managers' choices and what is right from wrong and how shite they all are and how they've let us all down. Nah, I wasn't having it. Uh, I want to talk about the games. I want to I talk to other women about the games. And if I'm talking to a male-identifying person about the Euros, then I want to make sure that they're aware of the facts. They are aware of how much pressure and expectation they're putting on their team when two years ago their national team was in a World Cup. Hello! It is a cold, hard fact that the women's Scottish national team since 1998 has surpassed the men's team in their achievements by some measure. Not only have they had better results in international tournaments, scored more goals in international tournaments, but they have qualified for both the World Cup and the Euros in the last three years. Right. So I just want to keep the chat alive around that, have a discussion and see how we all feel about that. It might be quite stressful for some, some people, but we'll, we'll get there. And obviously... This is not going to be hammering on the head, preachy, preachy the whole time, right? This is my, this is my lot. I'm off my soapbox now. I just want to get comfy, cosy, silly. And anybody who wants to join in, in the discussion, please do. Any thoughts, comments or ideas, please go uh, and get in touch with us. We have an email address now. Oh, my goodness. Match of the gay. HGS at Outlook.com. That's M-O-T-G-H-J-S at Outlook.com. You can send your feedback, but please keep it clean. Oh, and also, we have an amazing new co-producer, Esty Scott. Say hello, Esty. Hello. <laughs> um, how are you? Thank you for producing. Are you oh, excited? Quite, quite welcome. <laughs> I'm absolutely sweating. Why? Why are you sweating? Because we're in this... Studio that has oh, yeah, okay. Describe it then to the listeners. Um, it's like a wee, like it's like a. How would you even describe it? It's like a wee cubby hole in an attic. I like to call it a mezzanine level studio. Right. Yeah. But it looks a wee bit like somewhere you'd put someone if you didn't never wanted them to be found. <laughs> so like Hannah, that actually like a couple of weeks ago was like I had an interview for a job and she was like, "Do you want to use my wee studio <laughs> for the interview?" And I was like, "I." 
can't. They're going to, you know, be like, blink if you need help. <laughs> Save Estee. Hashtag yeah. free, free Estee. So I've actually got uh, hot sweats breaking out of my back right now. Because <laughs> it's so hot. Yeah, it's um, the egg boxes, I think, are a lovely touch as well for the sound <laughs> thing. Um, and the mental duvies on the left-hand side. But you know what? It works. And, you know, it's going to be great. Nice. But thanks so much. And we'll obviously catch up with you at different points in the... Uh, in the podcast. Okay, bye. I'm going to go peel some carrots. Nice one. So, one of the biggest fixtures, of course, we've all been waiting to see is the men's Scottish national team versus England in a major tournament. They have played each other 115 times. England have won 48 times and Scotland have won 41 times. They have drawn 24 times. Their first ever meeting was on the 30th of November 1872 at the West of Scotland Cricket Ground, which is ironic, isn't it? Because football's coming home, so obviously doesn't really make much sense, is it? If um if the home ground of when the rivalry rivalry like first began in football was actually in Scotland, but anyway, um we've all seen uh, the Adidas footballs come in Hay Mad there. It's on the subway. They're amazing. So obviously big 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 hype going into the game on Friday, and of course. In our household, it's always been a bit of a controversy, you know, because we've got a split household here. I actually realised from um, social media that, like, a lot of my lesbian friends um, were with English partners. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of uh, wish me luck posts coming out at the moment. We're still friends and stuff like that. Um, it's very, very funny. This leads me to introduce my first beautiful guest on Match of the Gay. I am so excited to introduce Miss Ella Van Luke. Ella is a, a an EAL teacher for a school in Govan Hill. She works very closely with children who do not have English as their first language, um, particularly Roma kids who are a, a part of our wonderful, wonderful community in Govan uh, Hill at the moment in Glasgow. Um, she is a union rep for the EIS. She's played football since she was a teenager. Um, since she was a, t- a tiny, tiny person, actually. And she supports Arsenal and she follows the women's um, women's game very, very closely. Uh, we met on a pitch playing for London Lesbian Kickabouts and we've been together six years now. So it felt only fair to book a hotel room for the night to watch this Wembley fixture and to keep it out of harm's way, of course, because we wouldn't want her getting shanked in the pub. So we fully focused on the game and we recorded Match of the Gay, episode one. Oh, and here she comes. Oh, hello. Oh, hi, darling. Oh, hi there. Welcome to our hotel room that we've booked to watch the Scotland-England match. We're actually ten minutes in uh, because we were farting about... Um, pop- I was eating fish and chips. You were eating fish and chips. I was popping Prosecco and... You were and I did it. You popped it. I bought it. <laughs> Come on! Oh, you bastard! turn I think the volume on everything that is recording right now because this is going to get out of hand we are live from Helensburgh today guys we are on the Scotland England fixture yeah but we're watching it live though that's the thing you know yeah um obviously it was (laughs) desperate to speak to Ella about this game and chat about lots of different things and see who wins because this is proven to be a, a very very exciting match um, we've got some bets on, don't we? You do. You've got ridiculous bets on. Uh-huh. 3 nil. Look at him flying He's through the air. Ha- it's, I've gone for 3-0 Scotland, which, you know, some would say is ambitious, but for me, I just have a gut feeling mm-hmm. that we are going to win. You were so smug the other day. Yeah, I'm smug every day. 
<laughs> What's your predicted score, yeah? 3-1 England. <laughs> Come on, Sterling. Draw it back, draw it back, draw it back. Oh! <laughs> I mean, if you can't score that. I would you describe know, this early stage the... in front of uh, uh, your goal by the England team as an onslaught. Oh, not Meg's like a schoolboy in a playground. Yeah, top me up. So, uh, when was the last time Scotland played England? 23 years ago, I think. The last time that I saw Scotland playing England in a Euros was in Euro 96. And Gaza put fucking Hendry on his ass in that game. And that was the game where they did the dentist chair. And it was just a beautiful Gaza moment that lives on in all our minds. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, if that was weighted a little bit, bit, a little bit better, that would have been in there. I mean, you'd think Scottish players would now have to play on a wet surface. It's very wet, which is ironic, isn't it? Because it's in, it's at Wembley and it's been so hot in London recently. It's it's kind of like a little omen to Scotland, isn't it? Like, sorry, a little bit of luck to to Scotland in the sense that you know they they'll be used to these a lot of these players be used to playing. In pishy rain, but then also the <laughs> oh, what's going on there? There's a bit of uh, hanky panky going on in the side <laughs> between the two boys. Hanky panky. I think we would describe it as a bit of afters. I love that this man has two, has fucking piggy tails, like piggy tails. But like, maybe not piggy tails, maybe pig tails. But like, he's this like hard man, but he's got pig tails. Top me up, love. This is a special day because obviously we've been in lockdown for such a long time and Glasgow's, you know, been pretty hellish, hasn't it? Um, Do you know what? You're a bit Johnny Big Balls now. Can you ever imagine in the past that you'd have been watching a Scotland match with fucking Prosecco? It's ridiculous. You've changed, right? man. No, you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your fucking tenants oh, now, Oh, that was an also a foul. And we've got a free kick. No? No, no we don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's got his hand all over his head. John McGinn got booked. <laughs> what, what, what did John McGinn do in that situation? I don't know. Oh, was it back chat? Here we go, here we go. Back chat thing. Here we go, here we go. And we're going to say that every time they touch the ball. Here we go, here we go. It's obviously a very special occasion because we've been in Glasgow for, you know, what feels like absolutely forever. And where Nicola's not lifted the restrictions for months and months. And finally, we've you know, got a bit the Euros of... came along and she decided that the economy needed to recover and yeah, lift the restrictions I think everyone was like let's have a jolly <laughs> let's just forget about Covid for like three weeks whilst we get annihilated in the Euros and then you know we'll do you know though, I do I do think right because like parents can't go to their kids sports days like people aren't graduating but there are like thousands of fans in football stadiums like it is a bit fucked oh touch. oh that was beautiful that was a like Gaza-esque moment and he's got Gaz's hair as well. You know what? I'm actually really enjoying the return of the blonde. Lyndon Dykes is quite sexy with his blonde hair. He's just shaved it all off. But this guy Fodden as well. What's a fucking time? He looks like he's in Backstreet Boys or something. No, he's the one I think should be in a grime video. Yeah, that's it. A wee bum bag, some baggy trousers. He looks like a boohoo model. I think half the squad are boohoo models. Well, what's his chops? He played for Tottenham. Who was oh. in like the last one? Ali. 
Deli Ali. Deli Ali. He's a boohoo model, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, That Dora he, keeps making things He looks like he would be on Love Island. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think anyone in the Scotland squad would make it onto Love Island. I think that's really rude. <laughs> Why are you saying that? Because they're all, like, a little bit peely-wally and red-nosed and a wee bit overweight. Got, like, <laughs> not overweight, but, like, none of them have got, like, for example, to start off with, coiffured eyebrows. Like, no one on your team waxes their eyebrows. No. And I think that's one of the entry requirements to be on Love Island. Who's your favourite Scottish player? Oh, John McGinn, without a doubt. What a match, eh? What a fucking moment. Like, here we go. They're on the break fast. Scotland playing. Oh! Do you know what's funny? <laughs> Do you know what's funny about linesmen? They all look the same, don't they? John Linesman. Like, they all just look like someone, some, like, deputy head teacher. Or like, or uh, the leader of the Scottish Tory party. Yeah, yeah, the leader of the Scottish Tory party is a linesman, and you look at him and you go, yeah, of course you're a linesman. You're such a pain in the arse. But also like, <laughs> he's so nothing that he's a fucking linesman. He's not even the ref. <laughs> like that's. Couldn't graduate to the ref. That's how low the yeah. standings are yeah. of like Scottish Tories. I mean, not that like English Tories are much fucking better. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not winning any awards for them. Ella, how do you feel about being in Scotland whilst watching this match? I'm glad we're not in a pub. I'm glad I'm not in a room with like 15 Scottish people and I'm the only English person. Yeah. Which felt like it could go that way. Mm. I wouldn't put you through that though. No, but like mathematically it would stand mm. to reason that that would be the situation that I'd be in. Do you know what's funny though? Like obviously last two years ago we watched World Cup together and it was... Um, the last time Scotland was in a, an international tournament. However, obviously many people uh, forget that, you know. Um, but actually, no, yeah. The, wo- the women's team. Yeah, the women's team. Yeah. The women's team were in an international tournament yeah. two, two years ago and four years ago before that. And the last Scotland-England game we watched was the women's was game. The women's game. And, it, and I was so excited, like shaking my nerves, you know, before it. And, um, and I have to say, I was actually more excited for that game than I am for this game. Um, Obviously, I picked up on that excitement walking around uh, Glasgow today. I think I think when you see your when when you see yourself in something, it just makes it more exciting. And I think the women's game for me, like the World Cup, was just like a ne- next level excitement, you know. And of course, I am buzzing about this game, but it, it, I look at videos of my mates on the, on the train to London and that, and I'm like, nah, I'm not there. Like that's not what I'm excited about anymore. I'm excited about the women's game, but. Give it a couple hours, and if we've won, I'll probably not say that. <laughs> Can I just oh, say, Sterling Sterling right has literally been, like, bullied off the ball by two or three Scottish players. Like, he really needs to get a grip, because I know he, he's, he thinks he's going to be footsie-footsie around these players, but he's not. Like, he he's going to. He's going to try it, but he's tried, like, three times now, and every time they've just yeah, bullied him off the ball. No, like building up to it also no, like he's not no, good. i'm sorry it's just, just not good he enough he tried to nutmeg him there and why he, are you trying to nutmeg in the 24th minute i just don't understand that because he can and he will well Kane, we've seen it before i said Kane would score first and then i thought he would score the last the last goal of the game i think he he's very hungry to prove himself in an international of course tournament. he is and i'm so glad he scored the other day like i think it was that's great the thing is, England to me look very cool, calm and collected. And I think they're probably very confident that they will win. But Scotland just have a spark about them. They're like little dogs tonight. Lions versus dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your shirt that you're wearing now. 
Um, this is a lioness's shirt, mm-hmm. which I feel is a bit like saying you're an actress rather than an actor. It is, isn't it? Um, but also, it's slightly more flattering than wearing a men's shirt. And I've never, I've never owned an England shirt, and I wasn't gonna go and buy a men's England shirt. No. I don't know this player. Who's no. this player? Absolutely stunning. Absolutely beautiful. Is this the podcast episode where we both realise we're like a little bit in love with men? No. No. Just the way they look sometimes. So Phil Kennedy, when I was in Manchester recently, Tory Burgess's partner, made a really good point that we are very strong on the oh yeah, master on the left hand side and rain, uh, Rangers, um, England are um, sorry, England are not so strong on the right hand side. Like there is an actual gap between there is an imbalance, I would say, or something that would potentially make make this work for Scotland. You've got Tierney, Andy Robertson, like. What's that kit? That like pink and yellow. It's kit. lovely, isn't it? Yeah, it's just. I think it's. From? I think it's from a while back. But do you know what? When I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, I want that so much." Yeah. And then I was like, "No, all the schoolies are gonna have it." So. Oh my god, I really want that 1991, 1993 spot on the way to. Oh my god, it's got pink and blue and yellow and that and super men. Oh my god, I want that. I want that. Do you know? What I was just suddenly thinking <laughs> there. I was just thinking like, is this cringe that we're doing a podcast together? And I was like, no, because it's so. Even yeah, it is cringe. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's me that cringe. Yeah, well, maybe it is cringe, but who the fuck else am I going to talk to? It's a bloody pandemic. I've been stuck in a house with you for a year and a half. That's, I'm, you mean you know, you've been lucky enough to spend the time with me? Here we go. England. Oh, pish. Come on, Foden. Oh, that's pish. Prosecco's nice, isn't it? Isn't it? Here we go. England coming in to the corner of the box. Sterling footsing around again. It's gone through. It's football, you're supposed to footsie around. You can't be like, oh, he's footsieing around. Mm. We're not playing hockey. You can footsie around, but the ball still needs to get to someone else. Like, he's not past. But sometimes it's good to have a footsie player to hold the ball up while everyone gets where they need to be. Have you ever played swung in? Footsie with anyone? You. (laughs) Come on! Oh, yeah, bugger! Come on, this is not Reveal Our Sex Life podcast. This is not Reveal Secrets podcast. I can't remember us ever playing footsie. No. I'm a bit... Uh, no, I, I think... No. Like, can you find... If you're using feet to have sex, I think there's an issue there. I mean, no, each to their own. No each to their own, no judgment. To get a good towing... Oh, come on, Ella. It's not as bad a thing, Ray. Stop it. Like, words-wise. What's your favourite England, uh, England song, chant, whatever? Really, honestly, like, when, when, when I was younger and I used to watch football with my friends, oh, what was the World Cup that Beckham is, was in where he kicked one of the Argentinian players and he got sent off? Oh, yeah. I think you'll find that was FIFA 98. <laughs> we didn't really, like, we didn't really have any football chants, so we used to sing the theme song to Neighbours. <laughs> Um, oh no, that's Coronation Street. No. Neighbours. Neighbours. That's it. Pick your nose and taste the flavours. You put me off. Okay, sorry. And then we also (laughs) would sing Home and Away. 
George Booth and Alex Doyle. You and I forever and ever. No matter where you are. And actually, I think it could catch on as a football song. You're my guiding star. And from the very first moment I saw you. Do you know, Esther Early, which was like, oh, these Scottish fans in London, they're like making tits of themselves. And uh, I watched them outside King's Cross and they were like, Yes sir, I can boogie. <laughs> fucking love I Scottish people. Boogie, How boogie, much boogie, they boogie. love ABBA. Yeah, massive, massive. Like, what is it about ABBA that you lot just can't get enough of? I don't know. I think because we are... Joy. We are songwriters as a nation. And like, let's be honest, ABBA are incredible songwriters. But it's also, it's so cheesy. Yeah, we love a bit of cheese. We, we voted for Michelle McManus to, up, to win pop stars or whatever. To be honest, I'm enjoying this match because I feel like we're seeing some football. Like, it's not... Can I have a top-up? Please? Yeah, of course. It's not mega, mega, mega exciting, but it's Don't not stressful enough for me. Like, I'm glad we're not getting humps. Do you know what I mean? I'll hump you later, hun. Right, that's getting cut. <laughs> Right, cheers to getting humped later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Ah, Where's Jack Grealish? I want to see Jack Grealish on my yeah, screen. Yeah, get his thighs out. So let's talk about, I mean, Grant you're not... Jack Grealish's thighs. You're not as... Uh, Obsessed with his thighs as you are. No, you're not. But let's just talk about his absolutely stunning, stunning thighs. I appreciate the, the name of the podcast is Match of the Gay. But honestly... I am. This is for the gay men. I am obsessed with him. Like he's such a stunning person. I mean, obviously, I do have his haircut, so I'm obviously obsessed with him. You know, like you don't wear a little hairband. Your your bangs aren't long. No, but I I could though if I wanted to. I could slip a headband on. Come on, Scotland, a wee halftime go. Here we go. Here we go. Are you gonna order your chicken Caesar salad? Yeah, I need to order my chicken Caesar salad. For a half time, but again, some I can't take my eyes off the screen, Ella. It's unbelievable. Some pretty bougie football behaviour there. Here we go. I'm feeling that Scotland are going to get a wee cheeky 1-0 half time. Here we go. Ooh, and we've got a corner. So that's one corner, yeah? Oh, the big boys have come up to the, to the box to get in it. Are he done it? Hanley looks like a rhino. He looks really Like, imagine rough, if he headbutted you on a night out. Honestly, if I saw him on a night out, I would be shitting myself. Here we go. Ooh. No, you wouldn't. You'd be like fucking the way you just was about seeing Lawrence Cheney. <gasps> So we're sat, and I'm eating fish and chips, and who walks past? Lawrence Cheney. Yeah, we're sat in Helen's Beach eating fish and chips, and, and Lawrence so Cheney walks past, we love out you, of drags. Well, I so wanted to shout it, and Hannah was like, no. No, that is nonsense. I told you he was coming, and then I said, I was this close to going, I love you, Cheney. And, but he was looking so far away from us as if to say, don't look at me, don't look at me, don't ask me yeah, how I am, no don't one, say hello. No, but you don't, like, all you have to do is shout, you love someone. Like, no one ever was like, oh God, I really hated it when people who, who I love randomly you. didn't yeah, know shouted. I guess so. Well, I, I missed my chance, okay, I'm sorry. Well, I think you should tweet him. Well, maybe I'll tweet him and be like, hi, Lois Cheney. If Lawrence there's one Cheney. good use for Twitter, it's telling people that you love them. Hi, Lois Cheney, I'm really sorry you walked past me on the beach in Helensburg today. I really wanted to shout out, I love you, but I didn't, and that's because I thought you wanted to enjoy your walk along the beach. However, I'm an artist myself, <laughs> and I, you know, I filmed in Helensburg, and I know what the pressure's like of being 
a Scottish celebrity. P.S. Was the boy you were walking with your boyfriend or your best mate? Or your best mate and your boyfriend. <laughs> so, listen, Ella, it's the interval. We'll obviously cut all the that. The interval, then. you theatre fucking lovey. <laughs> what? Wasn't that. Yes, yes. Nice. What do you think that um, phrase means? Like, where's that come from? That like, and he stepped up to the plate. Like, he's going to eat it all. Is that what it kind of means? Like, no, it's a baseball phrase. Mm. Step up to the plate is. Oh my god. Baseball. Such a Scottish thing to say. Does that mean he's going to eat his full dinner? <laughs> Does that mean he's got a pie? <laughs> Sometimes things can be lost in translation. And we're on the break. Scotland on the goal. It's a heavy ball, and it's gone not back out to the. It must be hard being a commentator, eh? Like, you can see one or two things, but how did they keep it going? And then something. The other like, girls really watching hard. a game where they basically just could not be fucked to commentate at the end of the game and they just stopped talking. Yeah. It was like nothing, nothing on it. Ella, what is it that you love about football? I love that you don't need to speak someone's language to play football with them. Mm. I love that it's an international language that everyone kind of understands. Who cares about it? This is an amazing game. I'm sorry. This right, is let's, go, really let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm sorry, but our defence is amazing. Our defence is... I mean, what do you mean Harry's moaning? He, he's been fully taken off the ball. What's the problem here? Yeah, there's no problem. There's no problem. I'm going against everything I believe in, which is uh, wearing jeans on top of a duvet on a bed. Here he comes. Jack Grealish and his sexy bangs are coming out. Yo! Jesus oh, Christ! Hole, you fucking no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was very close. I've fully pulled my muscles in my throat. Oh my God! If he wasn't there, are you joking? Are you actually joking? If he hadn't done that, that would have been in. Oh my God. Here comes my boy, Jack Grealish, number seven, coming on for England. I mean, I shouldn't be celebrating it because I know he'll cause havoc. Getting moist like the Wembley pitch. <laughs> After Euro 96, I started playing. Like, I think days after the final kind of ended, I just started playing with kids on my road. Mm. Well, we've obsessed with that. Maybe during the tournament, actually, I started playing. Yeah. And who did you play with? Yeah, like kids on my road. We used to go out in the street and just kick the ball about, and then I started going to the park. And I just loved it. How old were you? You played at school, didn't you, when you were, like, running around in the playground? I used to play with boys and then, obviously, moved on to girls in my adult life, but... <laughs> <laughs> Both physically and uh, emotionally. Sexuality-wise. <sighs> Started on the boys, moved on to the girls. But you'd go back for Jack. I would go back back for Jack. Yeah. Jack and his hairband. I'd go back for Jack because how could you not like? Kind of. I know you're like being funny, but come on. What? <laughs> okay, come on. You can pick one then. Come on. Who'd you go back for? Firstly, I don't think this is a good conversation for anyone who's slightly confused about how sexuality works. Uh, going backwards and forwards. No, I'm talking about us. I'm not talking about anyone else. Southgate. Really? <laughs> That's a, quite intense. I mean, an odd choice, but... 
What can I say? I love his waistcoat. Come on, Kate. <laughs> Come on, Kate. Is that because lesbians wear waistcoats? Does anyone else in your family care about football as much as you do? No. <laughs> no. Not not one fucking person in my family cares about football. Do you think your dad would be watching the match today? No. Really? No. They won't be watching England. No, match. my dad oh, hates come on. football. Sure they. My dad is not interested in sport. And very occasionally, you walk in when the Olympics is on, and he'll be watching like floor gymnastics because he's basically <laughs> like, "This is magical. I don't understand how people do this with body." Like he wasn't a proper boy where he grew up because he didn't care about football. Mm. But he was like cool and he liked fashion and he wanted to ride a fucking scooter and then he wanted to ride a motorbike. <laughs> My dad is like, <laughs> I went to Brighton as a mod and got beaten up by the rockers and then I <laughs> went to Brighton as a rocker and got beaten up by the mods. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like you and your dad. And in fact, your whole family, because like, yeah, they'll all be watching tonight. Yeah, they will, yeah. But it's different like Scotland when Scotland play even people who don't care about football want Scotland to win. Yeah. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to you playing football? Well, there's like an injury thing, which was where I was a goalie and I dived for the ball and then someone kicked it at my head at like point blank range. Mm -hmm. And I think after that, I really went off being in goals because I'd done like a training camp as a goalie when I was like 12, 13. Because I did quite like the position and then, yeah, that happened in a game and I was like, oh. But also at this training camp, I'd been in goal. Like, they're always traumatic events when it comes to being a goalie. We got to the semi-final in this little, like, tournament we had at the end. So we'd had, like, a week of training and then I got put into a team. And I would, bear in mind, I was the only girl in this whole football training camp, right? Mm -hmm. And that was, like, that was my experience of football as a young woman was that... I was on my own and I think a lot of that was really awful because I was like oh there's nothing wrong with me because no other girls want to do this which obviously wasn't the case it's just that there were so few of us mm. oh his bum's really nice <laughs> so anyway we got yes. to we got to this um, moment where we all had it was penalty shootout I did all right the balls just got put past me I think I saved a few nice. and then like the very last one I had I think I had to save it for us to be in the final and it fucking nutmegged me. Oh, straight through the legs. Straight through the legs. And I like fell on the floor, right? I fell on the floor and I covered my face and I oh. cried inconsolably. Oh, stop. Into your sweaty goalie gloves. Into my sweaty goalie gloves. And I remember these oh. boys who were on my team, they like picked me up off the floor and they walked me back to this little like house kind of clubhouse thing that like was where we sat and had lunch every day and they were like you did all right Ellie you did all right don't worry Aww. about it like they tried to console me and they were obviously like gutted because they hadn't got to the final no all you needed to do was put it in the top corner Adams again Jesus Christ see, you're gonna, can I just say something when you're gonna shout that fucking loud can you just not shout it into my goddamn ear hole I'm sorry oh fucker if I have tinnitus after this, <laughs> do you know what, Hannah? You win something, you learn something. Tell me about that quote, Elle. I found it on the internet. And you like that? <laughs> no, I just like the idea, like, instead of sometimes, like, you win some, you lose some. Like, when you lose, you learn. I, I like the idea of that, because, like, no because it means nothing's in vain.
Come on, hellish. come on, Rashford. Yes. Come on, Rashford. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm sorry. We have defended so bloody no, well no. today. Really have. Do you know what? It's an absolute shame that you couldn't pull this out in your first game. Oh no. Oh, he's jumped over it like a wee lamb. Does liking football um, help you at work? Does oh yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. In what way? Like, um, well, it's a good it's a good thing to have teaching boys to like care about football because not all boys obviously but quite a lot of boys like football mm. so like i was in the playground today playing football with a couple of my boys because i only had a couple of them in and you know they kind of respect you more as well and also because i just grew up around girls went to all girls schools and i never really understood boys it was the only thing that like i had with boys that we both cared about a lot um and then I just think as well for like bringing a bit of my personality into school that I think is all right. You know, people are kind of accepting of the fact that I like football and first school I worked in, I trained a girls team. What happened with that team? Did they enjoy it? Like, Oh yeah, they absolutely or? fucking loved it. Like, yeah. we no, we didn't really play that much. I think we played a couple of times. But my first school that I worked in, it was all, it was like 86% Somali. Mm-hmm. So I had like two girls on my team who weren't in headscarves and all the rest of them like pulled their socks up over their <laughs> knees and their shorts down. Love they it. couldn't have any skin on show. And they were just like, they were so fierce. Mm. What's the best thing that's ever happened to you on a football pitch then? Meeting you, babe. Oh, babe. <laughs> that's a really cute thing to say. Thank you, darling. Who's your favourite player in, a wo- in the women's game? Uh, Lisa Bruns. Yes, I know why. Yeah. I know why you like her. Because because she's the best player that England have got. She's a Ballon d'Or. What's it called? Ballon d'Or. She's a Ballon d'Or. She's Ballon d'Or. She's like the Beckham of like the women's team. Phil Neville said she is the best football player in the world. Ella, I've got a question for you. Does your gender and or sexuality affect your relationship with football? Obviously, it does. Because I am a massive dyke. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on, England. Come on. Fuck, fuck, here we go. Come on. Oh, what a fucking rally. scramble. It's a scramble. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Pilot. That was like, you know, in the playground in like I feel P7 like when there was a mass, there was a massive pileup in P7 at Trinity, right? And and it was honestly like the whole school was on Anthony Burns. And then after that, pileups got banned. They actually got banned because it was so chaotic and someone nearly like died. Yes! Come on, Scotland! Come on! I did say to your mum, I was like, that would be a good result all round for everyone. John McGinn is absolutely gubbed. He's ran his fucking socks off. Do you know what? What a lovely game. Everybody played so well. I don't mind that at all. Especially because I live in Scotland. <laughs> it makes it easier for you, doesn't it? No one lost. That's, I know. That was the big fear. Well, Debs, cheers. Cheers to that. To that, we're still pals, we're not gonna kill each other, and I think you're probably right. The best result has happened. I love it, they're doing a fucking lap of honor right now. Yeah, of course they are, because 
England are an incredible team. Look how many Premier League players they have. P players that play all over the world, you know, internationally. And and these boys have matched it, absolutely matched it and more. They can go home proud. And David Moyes now got a little Rice Krispie on his face while he does his interview. <laughs> and at that point, I'm going to say goodnight. Good and night. Uh, thank you very much for joining us for Match of the Gate. It's been an absolute pleasure.